Welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness, where we explore health, fitness, transitioning, and queer life from beyond the binary. Proudly brought to you by Fearless Movement Collective, the home of queer fitness and health. And here's your host, Bowie Stover. Hi there, welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness. This is episode 37. My name is Bowie Stover. My pronouns are they, them. And I am stoked to have you join me today. Now, this show is recorded on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sovereignty never was and never will be ceded. And I pay my respect to elders past, present and emerging. This episode, friends, is part one of a two-part mini-series that I am bringing you over the next two weeks. We're going to be looking at ways that you can help relieve tightness and pulling from affirming surgery scarring so that you can train more comfortably. Now, before we go too far into today's episode, I do recommend that you check with your doctor, with your allied health professionals or specialists before you try anything new or any treatment for your scarring, especially if you haven't tried anything like this before or if it wasn't suggested by your surgeon or your doctor just to be sure that you're safe and that these practices are appropriate for you. I also want to acknowledge that scarring can be a topic that's hard for some folks to address. It can be uncomfortable. They can be self-conscious about their scarring and that's okay. Wherever you're at in this process, it's okay. These practices that I'm going to share with you over the next two weeks are not something you have to jump, jump straight into. And taking your time and learning to become comfortable with your body as it is with the changes that you've made is so important. Wherever you are at is totally okay. And it's not to say that just because you are in a certain situation that you have to do things differently. Not until you are ready and not until you feel completely comfortable with that. I also want to acknowledge that I am talking about this from the experience of someone who supports people who have scarring from affirming surgeries, not from my own personal experience. I have not had any sort of affirming surgeries. So I want to highlight that I'm not trying to give a perspective here, simply share the experience I have had working with folks who do have scarring, who have had it influence how they train and how they feel in their bodies. Now, affirming surgeries are life-saving and they are life-changing. They can help folks express their true selves better and feel so affirmed in their identities. They also leave behind marks. These scars can themselves, as I've said, impact folks differently and create a whole range of emotions, especially when they're in sensitive areas. Now, they don't just affect people emotionally but also physically so scar tissue doesn't like to stretch and move nicely so it can make getting active post-surgery quite uncomfortable when you're in a situation where you're trying to move but you're getting pulling you're getting twinges or even at times some sort of pain it can make you a little averse to wanting to put yourself in that situation I totally get it now Caring for your scars is a really important process, even if it may feel a little tedious as 
as rehab tends to sometimes, regardless of what you are rehabbing from, whether it's an affirming surgery, whether it's an injury of any sort, rehab can be tedious. It's generally a longer term thing. So it can take time and it requires some consistency. But long term, caring for your scars makes changing your body through physical activity by training, by participating in sports or anything like that, much more comfortable. And you're not necessarily going to constantly be reminded that you've got that discomfort there when you have done that work to help your scar tissue become more flexible so it can move in ways. So you're not kind of in two minds about trying to focus on your movement, but also feeling that discomfort. But I want to talk a little bit about wound healing because it's quite interesting. I find it interesting, <laughs> but it's a process that our body goes through and your wound healing influences your scarring. Now it's characterized in three sequential and overlapping phases. First, when it comes to wound healing is inflammation. Everything swells up and gets puffy. And during this time, the scar will look swollen. It'll be tender. It'll be red. And this phase can last up to two weeks. Followed by that is proliferation. This is the second phase and the body starts the skin repair process by depositing scar tissue into the wound. So for that wound to close, it, the body needs to create all this tissue to fill to fill that space that's there. And in this phase, which may last up to six weeks, is when the scar will become raised and hard. And this is because it has large amounts of collagen being laid down within the scar. Now, during the proliferation phase, the scar is considered immature and is characterized by being red, raised, and rigid. Now, the third phase is called remodeling. And in this phase, the body works on the scar to soften and flatten it. So during this period, the scar will become more mature. Uh, some of the collagen disappears, so that hardness and that lumpiness can start to disappear. Now, this phase can last anywhere from 12 to 18 months. So it's a bit of a process. It is long term, which means that throughout this duration, caring for your scarring becomes so important because if proper care isn't taken, the healing process can take longer and that just kind of drags everything out. It can actually lead also to increased scarring as well, which can kind of be a bit challenging for folks, can lead to more self-consciousness and discomfort after the wound is considered mature and has healed. Now, scar formation and scar maturation are ongoing processes. It's not quick. So even after 12 to 18 months, there can still be more uh, that the scar can mature. It can become flatter. It can become paler. And scars continue to grow and change throughout the whole recovery process. And it's common for scars to, once they've kind of reached that final point of healing, to be tight. And that's because of collagen. A collagen is like their cells and the body uses them to recover in any space. So even when we train and we do a session and get that muscle soreness just from training, that's little micro tears in our muscles. Now our body repairs that 
with collagen as well. It's our body's healing agent and it's a bit sticky as a, as a, um, a cell. So it's a bit sticky. And when we look at it in a training aspect, when we get those micro tears in our muscles and we get that muscle soreness and stiffness and then we get tight muscles, that's because the collagen that our body has produced to, re to repair those micro tears actually sticks the muscle fibers together so they don't glide smoothly over each other. So collagen in itself is great for repair, but we also then have to do like general muscle stretching to help the muscle fibers move again, to help them be able to stretch. And this is no different when it comes to scarring because collagen is going to do exactly the same thing. So it is a, a type of cell that sticks things together it's like it's like cell glue and all the healing process is influenced by that so it's not a bad thing to have but it leads to tightness and scarring and i've worked with folks who have had trouble with doing overhead movements uh, post-top surgery because they've got that tightness across their chest they feel discomfort and it can go over for the whole period of the movement and it's not always fun. It makes it a bit more challenging because then you're not only putting yourself in a situation where you have to experience the discomfort of the training session, but also the discomfort of the physiological response that your scarring creates in your body. And it can just make it a little bit harder to, to be motivated to want to put yourself in that space. However, movement of the scars and moving the scars in those ways is actually really beneficial because it does help to get more movement through the scar tissue. You see, the reason that, one of the reasons why it gets so stiff and tight in, um, in large scars is because when the body puts all that collagen into the wound, it doesn't necessarily know how to arrange the cells in a way that our healthy tissue has, has muscle fiber and tissue fibers aligned. So it kind of just dumps it all in there. It's just like, oh, we have to heal dump the cells in, the healing process has to happen. So there's not always a, a nice alignment of cells in there and it leads to the kind of clumpiness and it's why scars can be lumpy and bumpy and different and kind of different textures in different areas as well. So that is because our collagen that has been dumped into those uh, wounds within the healing process aren't necessarily always in alignment. And when it comes to that collagen, it's not going to be as stretchy and as tensile as our healthy tissue which surrounds it and it's that clumping and balling and that lumpiness that stops them from having that flexibility so it's really important to remember that it's not always going to be like this through that remodeling process which is that that third phase of the healing process it does change it's not always going to be like that Early on, definitely you're going to have more of that clumpiness, more of that tightness, but the older your scar gets, the more those collagen cells are going to change their alignment and can become flatter, less lumpy and more mobile. Now, while pushing through this discomfort just on itself is an option when it comes to just general life stuff or even when you're in a training session, it doesn't have to be like that. And there are ways that you can help your scarring get more movement, get more flexibility into them and make them more mobile and therefore more comfortable for you to move your body. And 
there are a couple of options that you can try out. This episode, I'm going to be talking about scar massage. And next week, we're going to be talking about something else. I'm going to leave it till then to surprise you. (laughs) Now, scar massage is a really effective way to decrease scar tissue buildup and help make scars less noticeable as well. While I've been researching this to support my clients, I've also been able to reach out to a couple of physio friends that I know, a couple of exercise physiologists, and get their input on this as well because it is a process the body goes through that does need rehabbing. And massage, what they told me and what I've learned from all of the scholarly articles I could find on Google Scholar, talks about how valuable Scar massage is as a way to help cell alignment, to help reduce that tightness, to help more flexibility come into the scarring. It is the most common way to treat larger scars. However, what I have learned is that massage will not help soften scars if they're over two years old. So there's a point between the first point of remodeling to up to 18 months where you've got the opportunity to really get the most from massage. Once you get to around the two-year mark, not a lot is going to change. So being mindful that that rehab that you can practice over the period immediately post-recovery and up to 18 months afterward is when you're going to get the most benefit from scar massage. It's a really simple method and it's really great for softening and flattening scars. And it serves more functions than just that It promotes that collagen remodeling that I was talking about to help the uh, cells realign. And it does that by just gently applying pressure to the collagen. It helps decrease itching because, you know, when we have that scarring, we have cuts in our nerves and that nerve healing and recovery creates all sorts of interesting and wild sensations. And Massage can help reduce the itching that can happen when we have scarring that's in that recovery process. And it also provides moisture and flexibility to the scars, which is great. There's nothing worse than having a wound that's recovering and it's healing, but it's it's dry because it doesn't have the same cell structure, so it can't quite look after itself the same way. So being able to massage because you do use a moisturizing lotion with the massage, it's increasing moisture to the cells, and that's always a good thing. (laughs) Now, you can generally start massaging your scars two weeks after surgery, but you got to wait until those stitches are out and all the scabs have fallen off by themselves. This is something that I really hope that your surgeon has talked to you about, has recommended these practices to you. Yes, I hope. (laughs) They've given you all these options. They've given you the support that you need. But even if they have or if they haven't, we're talking about it today as a reminder, maybe as a prompt, if you do have post-surgery scars that you still want to feel more comfortable with, you still want them to have more movement, less tightness, this is a practice you can start right now, friends. Now, you massage the scars using the pads or the soft tips of your fingers 
to massage the scar, so the scar itself and around the scar as well because it's all connected. So it goes from your healthy unscarred tissue, which is quite soft and movable. And where that join and where the scar tissue starts, there's tightness there. That's where pulling can happen. And pulling in scar tissue between scarring and healthy tissue is uncomfortable. I know that. <laughs> from my very own lived experience, not with affirming surgeries, but with scarring from other surgeries. Not fun. So being able to stretch the tissue where the joint is, super helpful. Now there's three directions that you can massage in. The first one being in circles. So it's using two fingers and just making small circles along the length of the scar and the skin surrounding it. You can do vertical so massaging with two fingers up and down again on the tissue above and below the scarring as well as across the scar tissue and also horizontally so two fingers just with that soft part of your fingers and going from side to side you can start at the top and work your way down from the unscarred tissue over the scar and then down to the unscarred tissue underneath now these are all really simple practices you only need to do it for about 60 seconds each. It doesn't have to be for a long time. And you're going to use as much pressure as what you feel comfortable using. So you don't have to be like mashing your fingers right in there. Feel really good about being as gentle as you need because scarring can be really sensitive to touch. As I mentioned just a moment ago, when we've got those nerves that are trying to heal themselves, they create all sorts of sensations and hypersensitivities or even numbness as well. You can have no sensation or too much sensation or strangely enough, no sensation with certain pressures, but, but then sensation with lighter or heavier pressures. Our wounds are all very individual, their response to touch, all very individual and they do very different things. So work with where you're at there. Use a pressure that you feel comfortable with and just massage for 60 seconds. It doesn't need to be more than that. Don't think that you've got to spend a whole long time doing it. And you can do that a few times a day. You could do it once a day or like once when you get up in the morning and once before you go to bed just to get that movement there as well as put that moisture back into those cells so that your scars don't get dry, don't get irritated. Now... You can begin with light pressure when you first start. And as you become more comfortable, as you get more movement through that scar tissue, you can apply more pressure and go deeper with that motion as well. Feel good about exploring how you feel most comfortable to do this. But again, if your scarring is causing you emotional discomfort, just be mindful. It's okay. You don't have to be spending a lot of time touching those scars if you're not ready to do that that's okay there's no pressure here I, even though I've mentioned that there's that 12 to 18 month time period it doesn't mean you've got to rush in before you're emotionally prepared here because your emotional well-being and health is so important now you really need to use some sort of lotion when you are massaging. Not something really scented and strong. I was recommended by the allied health professionals that I spoke to to use either an unscented moisturizer or like a vitamin E cream and that they were going to be the 
best options for you there and they're also pretty cheap pretty accessible it doesn't have to be fancy pants stuff <laughs> now it is recommended that you do try to massage your scars for up to six months post surgery but what i've also read and found online through the depths of scholarly reports is that going beyond that and massaging for longer is not going to be bad and if anything has been linked to benefits for massaging for longer periods of time. So if you think of six months as like a minimum, but going beyond that, definitely not going to be a bad thing for you. <laughs> now, if you find that when you're massaging that you're getting redness, that bleeding begins to occur, that the scar feels warmer than the skin around it or you're getting more pain or discomfort than usual from the site of the scar stop friend <laughs> that's a time to go and have a chat with your gp and just get a, a look at what's going on there because they are not healthy outcomes from scar massage so if anything like that is coming up for you go and get that checked because it could mean that there's some underlying stuff going on there that you may need to just get resolved because the last thing you want is more discomfort than what you may already be in. Now, while your scar is healing also, try to limit your sun exposure because sun exposure may cause your scars to hyperpigment, which is turn darker than the skin around the scar. Now, the more movement you can get into your scars, the more comfortable you will find your general movements will become. You won't have that same pulling. And even though at first it can be uncomfortable, that discomfort doesn't mean that it's bad and it can actually be helpful. When we have less pulling of scarring, when we have less discomfort, less tightness, it does have a positive effect on your motivation to train or just move in general as well as your general well-being because you're not constantly having those little kind of long-term niggling sensations. They get really wearing over time. Now let's have a quick look at what we've touched on today. We've looked at how the body creates scars by generating collagen cells to fill the wound, to close it up and help the body repair, but also how that collagen doesn't get deposited into those areas in an overly structured way, which leads to that clumping, that raised scarring, and that tightness that we get when the scar has sealed itself off. And we've got that scar tissue attaching to that, that healthy, unscarred cells there. We've also looked at using massage as a great way to help stretch out your scarring and create more comfortable movement again recommended by multiple physiotherapists and exercise physiologists that I have talked to personally as well as articles that have been released talking about the benefits of massage now again I really hope that this is something that your surgeon has already talked with you about has given you options for for that aftercare to help you have the most comfort and get the most positive outcome from your affirming surgery. Now you can find all these details in the show notes on our website, www.fearlessmovement.co. 
if you are enjoying what you're hearing, friends, if you like the show and you want other people to hear the show because you think they might enjoy it as well, that they might get some benefit from hearing any of the episodes that I've put out there, please share it. Share it with your friends. Share it in groups that you're in. Share it with anyone. Let's let's spread the goodness of how we can support our bodies, how we can support ourselves without all that bullshit. Now, if you have any questions about this episode or you would like to learn more about how we could possibly support you with your transition, with any training that you may want to do, you can go to our website. You can get in touch with us from there. You can also, via our website, try us out for seven days, free. You could see what I'm always talking about. (laughs) Or you can join our at-home training program where you can get online training from me right to your home from your phone. If you want to send us a message and you don't want to go through our website, you can find us on Facebook by going to Fearless Movement Collective, shoot us a message there. You can find us on Instagram, which is where we are most active, by going to Fearless Movement Collective at the handle fearless underscore movement underscore co, non-gendered fitness at non underscore gendered underscore fitness, or me, Bowie, as the dot no dot t dot nb. So until next week, friends, remember, there are so many different ways that we can care for ourselves. And some of these practices may take time, and consistency to get the outcomes that we want. Now, long term though, these habits can make a huge difference in our lives. Have a right as day, pals.